Hi, everyone. This is Audrey from Hope with Audrey. I'm on every week for um, sharing the love of God and to have hope for the hopeless and hope for your future. Um, the last couple of weeks I've been sharing and interviewing about trauma and interviewing people that have gone through PTSD, brain injury, um, drugs, alcohol, prison time, um, sexual, emotional, and even mind control abuse and how God has helped these people to become overcomers. So today I am honored because I have Jeff Ortiz, Apostle Jeff Ortiz on with me today. And he's gonna be sharing a little bit about his situations, his life. And um, Apostle, are you here? Yes, yes, ma'am. All right, well, thank you for coming on this broadcast today. And my first question for you is how long have you been serving the Lord and how long were you in prison? Okay. Tell me a little bit about. Well, okay. We could start there. Uh, I've been this Feb February 25th of this year uh, would be 30 years that I've been serving the Lord. Amen. And as far as in prison, I did a total jail time in my life about seven years. And the last time I went to jail was at prison and I did uh, three years. Oh, okay. So, well, go ahead. I'm sorry. Um, what happened? What caused you to go to prison? Well, I was uh, shooting. Uh, I was a drug addict. I was shooting uh, methamphetamine and drinking. Uh, I took my boss's gun and I went and robbed some people in front of the bank and I caught me a, and I was drunken and cranked up and got caught the very next day. Uh, wasn't worth it. And I ended up uh, doing three years in, in state penitentiary. Wow. Okay. Well, um, I know a lot of people on meth and I know that's a hard drug to overcome. I do want to ask you eventually like how you overcame that and what happened. But first I have okay. a question. You said that okay. you were saved. Can I ask you how you got saved? Well, I got out of prison in February 1st, 1994. From that part, I was uh, in, uh, I got out of prison I ended up, uh, I didn't have no place to live. I come back to Visalia, California. Uh, I was sleeping in a field for a couple days. I had gate money. They call it gate money. I had a couple hundred dollars. I didn't know what to do. I thought about just, it was very cold and I slept in a weed, the weeds right across from the liquor store there. And uh, I stood up freezing. I stood up and looked up and I said, God, if you are real, I can't do this anymore. So I cried out to God. And the next day, the uh, my pro officer called me and says, you know, I don't know what to do with you. I couldn't go back home. My parents was in Arizona. I couldn't go back home because my parole wouldn't let me leave the county. So at that time, what I ended up doing is my pro officer, when I went and visit him, uh, he uh, recommended that I go to a ranch. A Christian ranch, which was called Victory Outreach by uh, Victory Outreach by Celia, California, it was a, a men's ranch. 
And there was all types of people there. And I went and checked there. And anyway, upon entering them, there was a guy named Smiley. He was a Mexican guy. And he prayed for me, the sinner's prayer, the, the counselors in there and everything. And I gave my life to Jesus, February 25th, 1994. And uh, I stayed in that Christian men's ranch for a couple, for about six months. I got raised up in there, become head staff, ended up moving into the church, and I started taking care of the church as a Levite. I cleaned the church, set up the chairs for all that. I lived in the church for two years, and then I got married. And then, and then that's how, that's how all that happened. So. Wow. So you cried out to God and then that happened. Was the parole officer a Christian? I, I don't know, really know if he was saved, but I know God had used him to get me into that situation. Wow. So you got to use the saved and the unsaved to make it, make things work. So. Yeah, absolutely. But that's amazing how you cried out to God and then he introduced you to someone that was bringing you to a Christian um, facility for help. Wow, that's beautiful. Um, so, okay, so you were in prison and you came out. Were you still drinking and doing drugs when you came out? No, 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 no. When I, when, when I gave my life to Jesus, it was, it was no nothing from that point on. I haven't had a drug. I haven't smoked a cigarette. I haven't been in a police car. Uh, no, no, it's all been about God and uh, how God had touched me within Victory Outreach. I ended up going to school with Victory Outreach. I became, uh, I went through the school of ministry for them, took me five years. Uh, I got licensed through them in the year 2000 and they sent me to Cleveland, Ohio. This is how I got to Ohio. And I started Victory Outreach Cleveland there. But apparently, I was a single pastor, so they sent uh, a witch after me of my bloodline and my same thing to try to take me out because the church was up to about 65 people. So uh, they was doing sacrifices and chickens and to cut off the chickens and so they took me down, and then eventually I I I messed up money wise and this and that. And then I ended up um, I ended up just sitting down with another pastor that I knew from Teen Challenge. His name was Brother Joe, which he's gone to be with the Lord. He brought me in. He brought me back. Restored me back because it was really devastating. I lost homes. I lost all kinds of stuff. But anyway, which ain't really important. Uh, but I stayed with him. He restored. He worked with me, restored me. I sat down for about a year. Then I began to start preaching and teaching again. And then uh, I started a church called Church of the Last Days in Cleveland on West 65th. And we've been doing ministry ever since. Wow. Well, that's a, so, a really powerful testimony. Um, did you have any... Um, my question is, did you have any issues maybe from the drugs and alcohol, like long-term issues that happened to you because of that? Well, to be honest, I never had, actually, I never, I've been on my own since about five or six years old. Uh, I lived in Long Beach, California. I was raised in a place they called the jungle. Even the cops wouldn't come in this place. It was, um, 
it was devastating. I never had the father figure in my life. My dad did, my real dad left us, abandoned us on the freeway when I was one years old, me and my uh, mom, and he chose drugs and let us out on the freeway, and that was it for her, and he didn't come back into my life till probably 13, 14, but at that time, I never had a dad, fig a dad figure to help me, you know, I was pretty much on my own, so... I had a mom, but she was a bartender, alcoholic. Um, my whole family, grandfather, alcoholic. Alcoholism was big time in my family, so. Oh, okay. I'm sorry you went through abandonment. Um, oh, I got healed of that, though. Amen. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Um, but was there any physical... Um, damage from the drugs and alcohol or are you totally healed from that oh, i'm totally healed amen in jesus yeah. name <laughs> amen hallelujah praise the lord sister yes yes well so i've been through a lot of things um but the last 30 years and i've been through the ministry things i've been the attack by uh by the demonic uh by uh when you i don't know Maybe I shouldn't say too much about that, but it's real. So, no, but also, I'd like to mention if I can, if you give me permission, I would like to read my testimony on the back of our book. Is that possible? Yes, yes, please do. And tell me about your book and how people can um, find it. Okay, let me just give you a scene. This, this is me. I don't know if you could see it. It's me coming out of the fire. We're on uh, audio. I was. I was born in the fire of God. I got touched in 1995 that the fire of God hit me so hard it knocked me down and five people behind me and all five of them people are pastors today. But anyway, wow. let me read this to you real quick, okay? Yeah. This is my testimony of this book. Okay. It says, Pastor Jeff Ortiz came out of a life of substance abuse, crime, and resulting in incarceration in 1994. After a time of imprisonment, the Lord Jesus met him in an open field as he cried out to him, sending someone to direct him to Victory Outreach Ministries. He found refuge in their rehabilitation home and program and became a graduate from Victory Outreach School of Ministry, which ordained him in 2000 as a licensed minister. He then became a pastor within the local church and advanced to plant several churches. Currently, Pastor Jeff brings a Firestone prayer ministry within many local churches, has an apostolic anointing, and it serves in the capacity, hear this, of repairer of the breach and the restore of the past to dwell in, Isaiah 58, 12. Hidden agendas of the enemy become revealed, and a right order comes into being. He also serves as an evangelist, mentor, recovery coach, and teacher, Firestorm, the book born during a 40-day fast for changing a generation, one prayer relationship at a time, bringing unity, humility, and a warrior spirit within the church today. Wow. That's me. That's me, sister. Oh, I love it. Since this is audio, um, if you could please, because uh, listeners can only listen to it through audio, if you could tell them where they can get that book on, if it's on Amazon or where they can get it or okay. anything. Yeah. I, I will do that. The book is on Amazon. 
It's at Book of Millions. This book uh, is a mentor-mentee mentality. I pray with somebody for seven days. It, re it Me and that individual will now establish a prayer bond. And it was for the leadership, our leadership within our churches because of the division and, you know, the pride and all that. This is a, there's 12 uh, prayers in here, three-minute prayers. And there's a sermon after each prayer that ties into the prayer. So you can not only get the prayer, but you also can get uh, the sermons that follow it. Amen. Wow. And then, and then also, this was written in 2013 when we were going through a transitional thing when the church, uh, the church in Cleveland was shut down by witches. Uh, Voodoo was in there. Santa Rio was in there. And Wiccan families, all three of them families, was in my church. Um, and we had a two-year-old son. The reason why I left, because I felt for his safety. So we came to Akron, which I am now, and we closed down the Cleveland church. And now we've been doing ministry over here since 2013. Wow, that's amazing. So also, can this is audio, right? You can't see what I show you, just you? Right, yes, it's audio. Okay, this is our last book. This is called Firestorm, Taking Down the Strongman. We just wrote that. This just come out. We we quit fighting demons and all that a long time ago. We're in the at the level of fighting the principalities and territories and and stuff like that in this in this state. Um, so that's a powerful book. We we bring in prayer into the churches of today. They bring us in. We bring in our prayer team, and we establish the prayer back in the churches. And we get Jezebel out, we get Haman out of there, whoever it is that's in there, we get them out through prayer and dismissing these demonic forces that's within the church today. Uh, my buddy is a deliverance ministry. We've been spoken prophetically to get, and, and all this is religious spirits, and they're mean and they're hateful. Uh, and it's all in the, all the church's leadership. So the fivefold ministry, which I am, we're coming back in, and we want the devil to know that we're bringing order back in the church. Amen. And you devils and demons and principalities and powers, greater here. See, the one we serve is Jesus, and Jesus is above every principality and power, and they're going to embrace him because God has sent judgment into the land. And now these folks are going to come up to the judgment of God or be sent back to the pit. I'm not talking about the people. I'm talking about the spirits that are in, enveloped in these folks that call themselves so, so good, quote unquote, pastors, ministers, evangelists, and all that. We coming after you in Jesus' name. So Jeff, I, um, Apostle, I'm sorry, Apostle Jeff, I am totally in agreement with you. I'm going through it myself. So I'm so glad that you're sharing that. And I'm going to get you. Oh, we're going to help you. We're going to help you. We're going to fight alongside with you. Oh, thank you. <laughs> thank you. <laughs> thank you. Hey, hey, greater is he that's in us. Yeah. I just been through a life and death situation 
where I was in the hospital for six days because we started a prophetic center over here. Uh, and the warlocks and the witches up here in Akron got so mad, they invaded us again. Uh, so I know what it's like. I could tell. My wife's a seer, so she spots the witches instantly. So, but you got to have the guts to get rid of them. So, yeah, it's been it's been a lot. Every time I just personally, I try to open up any kind of ministry, they either copy it or they come after me and they threaten me in the spirit. And like I've been getting so much witchcraft. <laughs> so yeah, greater well, sometimes, sometimes you got to listen and then obey when help is sent your way because there's great men of God, great women of God that have been through the same things that we've been through. And we just got to press in, pray. That's why you should have intercessors around you. You should have somebody constantly praying for you. And what we're going to do, Audrey, is we're putting you in the prayer loop with two powerful uh, prayer ministries Mine, Firestorm Prayer Ministries that have over 800 and then the altars of fire. So you're going to get some prayer coverage. Uh, you know, when you go through something, don't, don't be hesitant to call us and we'll put you in the loop. And then if it gets any worse, in case you need to travel, we'll put you internationally in the prayer that prays for the world. How's that? Oh, my goodness. Thank you so much, Apostle. I need that. <laughs> Praying for our intercessors. <laughs> you ain't the only one. We do, too. <laughs> Are we in the same fight, you know? Yes, yes. We're in oh, the same battle. Thank but you. we can't be prideful enough. Everybody, don't be, be, you know, it don't matter how great you become or how, how much you have in, in God. You got to understand, you got to be humble and let people pray and intercede for you intercessors is makes big deal in ministries. Trust me. Yes. I've been praying. <laughs> you, so think, I think you think TD Jakes and all them guys don't have prayer ministries protecting them. You're right. Yes. Yes. I agree. And like, so why would we, so why wouldn't we start where we are begin to get them now? Right. Amen. Yes. I, th I thank you. Honestly, I really do. I've been praying for intercessors. So this is an answer to prayer. And I was not expecting that, but thank you. <laughs> but um, thank you for sharing all this. Now, can you share a little bit more about what you're doing in ministry now and with your wife? Okay. And yeah. Yes. Well, the wife is the brains of the operation and the seer. I'm the uh, roughneck of the crowd, the preacher, the teacher, the apostle. I work in evangelism. I've worked in all offices, but technically I'm an apostle. I've started two or three churches. I started one in New Mexico. I started like three or four churches uh, and I'm fixing to probably start another one. I'm, I'm like a market play and then I start businesses. I, I do whatever God tells me to do pretty much. So um, yes. Hallelujah. Well, that's wonderful. Now, I think you said that you not don't have a church now, or do you have a church right now? Actually, I was in the hospital. I had to close down. It wasn't a church. It was a uh, prophetic training center. We was teaching prophets and apostles, and the witches snuck in, and then they hit me with sickness. They had a witch come in, and I don't know if you know all this stuff about mirrors. They They put witchcraft in my mirror. I caught them. They were doing, uh, 
whole bunch of stuff. And and the witches was in, and Jezebel was in, and uh, and the Jezebel was the pastor. Two two other ministries joined me. I was the gatekeeper. Me and my wife had the building in the church, and we was trying to help build these two churches. They both suffered strokes and all that. I prayed and all that, and uh, but found out the women were of a Jezebel spirit, and the husband was the apostle. Uh, but he overlooked a lot of stuff and let his wife carry on the way she wanted to. He was more like uh, Jezebel and Ahab. There you yes. go. Always together, yeah. Yeah, always together. He was real passive, let her run the show. Um, my wife took her to Texas with her to go see Miles. I don't know if you know Miles and uh, Jenny, not Weaver, somebody else. One of them big shots that teach trauma and stuff like that. Yeah, I heard of her. Yeah, she, they took my wife took her down there to get ministered because my wife does in the same type of stuff you do. Okay. Yeah. Uh, but she just hasn't, she's busy. She, <laughs> she hasn't performed that, you know, what you're doing yet. So, uh, but anyway, uh, then I had another one, an apostle and his wife, there was two, two, two folks in that, uh, Apostle Simon and Apostle Gloria, which had a great gift of healing. Uh, so this other one, we were all joining together, trying to build ministry, and it wasn't about building self. We're trying to build people, but the one ended up building herself. So full of pride, she was... I wouldn't doubt if Leviathan wasn't, wasn't related, so... Yeah, yeah. Uh, you know, Leviathan is the children of pride. I just did a message. I'm going to teach it, preach it Sunday here. So in my studio. So um, children of pride. So I don't know if you're following in the prophetic, but things are going to start coming from the water. And if you ever study scripture. Uh, yeah, the marine spirit. I, uh, and um, it's been happening. Yeah, there's a lot of demonic in the, in the water. So you got to be careful because I had a marine spirit in... Uh, and when was that? Are you, you know about Bob Larson? I've heard of him. Uh, not too well. <laughs> He's a deliverance minister. He's the old man. He's the exorcist. Oh, yes. Yes. So, so I had a uh, spirit named Kill Bill. Listen to me. This is true. Yeah. He cast out a spirit of me called Kill Bill. And it's on video and 10,000 views saw it. And uh, I finally got that out. But I found out my great, great, great grandfather was in the Trail of Tears. You've heard of that, right? The Indians. Well, Kill Bill suffered them kids and people and froze many of them when they took them to the reservation. Well, I found out Kill Bill was my great, great, great grandfather. And I have Cherokee Indian in me. And I didn't even know it. I didn't even know it. <laughs> Amen. So he cast that demon out of me. Uh, we was going through a deliverance session. I was a pastor then. I had a church and everything. Uh, it manifested. He cast it out. Uh, praise the Lord. So wow. 
here I bet here I am again. So I, I've went through several deliverances. When people say they can't, pastors and all them can't have demons, they're full of baloney. Anybody could get a demon, but it can hide in the phragmatic. See, your mind could be two different places, and in your pain of your trauma and the, your broken, phragmatic parts of your mind is where the demons hide. See, they hide in the trauma and only trigger when you get that thought. You know that, though, maybe, oh, right? Oh, yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Yes, yes. That's why we have yes. to keep our mind captive to the obedience of Jesus Christ. Yeah, this, that's why you get these people that have two or three per, different personalities is because the demon hides in the personality of the individual. And I've seen, oh, it goes back. So um, it goes back to the psych wards and all that stuff, you know, which yeah. I've been into, which I've been in also. Um, how long were you in a psych ward and what was your diagnosis? I was, before I got saved, I was in a relationship and she broke my heart and ran off with somebody like the same story, like many of us here, but it devastated me so much. It made me flip out. And after I flipped out, I had an emotional, um, traumatic experience. I was crying and everything like that. And I almost, because I almost, I had a gun and I was going to shoot the guy. I almost thought about it. My friend told me not to do it. And he was sitting in my house as I had to go in there and get some of my clothes out of there. And I happened to take the gun with me and I took it. I don't even know what happened to that one. But anyway, uh, I did ha think about pulling that gun and shooting him. Wow. But I didn't. Thank God I did. 